0: Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Back to the podcast, Shalloners. Let's get our mind right. Let's relax and get ready to receive the message. We're gonna sit in a comfy place. We're gonna roll our shoulders down. We're gonna loosen that jaw. Breathe into our ears, if that kind of makes sense. Take our tongue off the roof of our mouth. And now we're going to inhale through our nose and exhale through the mouth. One more time. Inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Well, we're going to start with a question from my very favorite city in the world. Kylie submitted a question titled, I'm trapped in Rome with my ex. So this tale of Italian woe. She said, your videos gave me the courage to break up with my boyfriend of three years just last week, but we're on study abroad together. So I knew it was going to be hard seeing him all the time, but that it really was for the best that we split up. Five days after our breakup, He boned my roommate who's my absolute worst enemy and they have this really inappropriate friendship since we all arrived in Rome and when I told them it made me uncomfortable they didn't do anything like nothing changed. They crafted this huge lie covering up what they did but I found out and I confronted them. So how do I move on from here? How can she and I coexist? Please help. So as someone who studied abroad in Rome I can attest to the magic and transformative nature of that city, and the worst thing about the situation you're in is not that you have to watch your ex, not that you have to have a roommate that you despise, but that all of those things are distracting you from what could and should be one of the most incredible experiences of your life. And it's funny, because I was in almost an identical situation when I studied abroad there. I hated my roommate. I mean, she ended up being cold, but it was my... Anyway, at the time, we were at each other's throats, and she ended up hooking up with the guy who I'd been dating there. And like, no, he wasn't a boyfriend that I had a big connection with, but it was so infuriating to see them together, and there was just so much emotion going around. And looking back, literally, I just kick myself. Like, I'm so sad that I let all of that distract me, because... It was such an incredible, magical time. And, you know, it's easy to say, don't let it bother you, but hello, they're in your house. They're in your face. If I could have told myself something from that time, it would have been stop engaging. If I knew they were going to be there, I would not have been there. I would have told my friend to stop talking to them or about them. Really try to assess the situation and ice them out as much as you possibly can. Because for one, look, girl, you're not going to be there forever, right? And that means truly it's not worth the distraction and the disruption to your study abroad experience. Like if this was where you live next four years, I'd be like, cut her throat, you know? I mean, what else are you supposed to do? Pee in her sheets, whatever. But it's not. It's finite, and sometimes it makes it easier to compartmentalize something when we know it's not gonna go on forever, right? Like, if we had to be at the dentist 24 hours a day, we're gonna be like, well, I'm in hell. We're like, I can get through this. Like, I hate getting my eyelash extensions done. I hate it, and like, I tell myself that if John McCain could like be a prisoner of war, I can get my eyelashes done, and it truly gets me through it. I hate it. Because compartmentalization is key to managing pain and painful situations. If we can survive on a middle seat flight, um, you know, a middle seat on a flight, we know we're not going to be on it forever. So really try to focus on being busy and staying busy and being passionate and curious about every single thing you can be. Because at the end of the day, what your ex is doing truly, I mean, girl, it is just the most ridiculous and transparent thing I can think of. Like, honestly, it's like something you would see in a bad sitcom. He looks like a clown. Like, oh, I got dumped. So, oh, I'm just coincidentally fucking a roommate. Like, You're gross, and you are a clown. You're just embarrassing yourself. Like, does he think he's fooling anyone? He ain't fooling the Shalantaraj. It's so obvious he's not over it, and he doesn't know how to process that, so he's just lashing out in any way he can to hurt you as much as possible, and you know what? Girl, he's winning right now. Who's paying to message me? Who's not going enjoying a happy hour at drunken ship? You know I know. You know I still know the places. And I hate it. When, say, when people say this to me, but I'm going to say it to you, don't let him hurt you like this. Truly, 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 it's not worth it. You know, if you, like I said, if you were back in your hometown, I might be giving you different advice. Like, yeah, pick your battles, but sometimes pick that battle. But this isn't it. The fact that you have this opportunity in front of you, you will hate yourself forever if you let him take this from you. What would the Romans do? Hold the line. Don't give in. He does not get to be the architect of this experience. This next question is from Rayanne, And I know that you guys are going to be able to identify with this because it's basically about how... To open up and be vulnerable again and trust after some really bad stuff going down. So she says, I have a best guy friend of nine years and we're both turning 21 this year. I'm a sexual assault survivor and since 2018, I've struggled with being intimate with partners. Two months ago, he and I started casually having sex and it's really passionate and he makes me feel safe yet desired and too long didn't read. I started to catch feelings but I don't think he's over a recent fling and now we're in this confusing limbo. He said he needs time to become the man he knows I deserve. He's giving me a lot more attention than before though and he texts and calls every day and takes me out his treat. He said he's terrified of losing me and he can't imagine his life without me. What is going on? Uh nothing good. You know what makes me crazy is when someone's been in our life this long and they treat us like we're fucking trash. They've known us. They've known what we've been through. They know us inside and out. And then when it, the opportunity to get their dick sucked presents itself, suddenly all that goes out the window. And girl, that is what's happening right now. We're in a confusing limbo. It's only confusing to you. He's not confused at all. He is very very clear about what's going on, what he wants and what he doesn't. And you know what he doesn't want? A relationship with you. You know how I know that? Because he's not in one with you. That's the point blank period end of it. And I know that sounds harsh, but would you rather hear a little bit of harshness from me? All right, fine, a lot of harshness. I know I'm harsh. Or get strung along down this road forever and ever and ever. Because that's what he's going to do. Here's the real talk. He's quote terrified of losing you because uh yeah girl no shit you're giving him everything he wants support stability you know him inside and out oh but also pussy also access to your body your vag whenever he asks for it with absolutely no commitment in return nothing because whenever you decide to pipe up and be like hey what are we why are you taking me out on dates and blowing up my phone and having sex with me he's gonna default to the story he gave you originally I'm just, uh, I'm not the man you want. Blah, 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 blah. You know what? Maybe that's true. Probably is. I mean, obviously he doesn't sound very mature. He certainly doesn't sound respectful of this new dynamic he has pulled your alleged friendship into because now that friendship is done. Like, it's completely fucking obliterated, right? You don't have sex with your friends. I've never had sex with Becca or Diane or Katie. Never even thought about it. It's weird. You don't have sex with your friends. And you don't stay friends with people you have had sex with because friendships are supposed to be neutral, right? But this is the plain truth of it. He doesn't want to be your boyfriend because he sucks. So, yeah, he might be right. Like, I can't be the man you want. Then he needs to leave you alone. Why do we forget that half of the sentence? Why do we forget that half of the situation? I can't be the man you want. But you know what? I actually don't care. It'd be great if you could suck my dick. That's That part is silent. That's what they're not telling you. But make, make no mistake, that is what's going on. Because uh, are they not still asking that? He's not saying, I can't be the man you want. I'm going to leave you in peace. Nope, not doing that. You deserve so much more than this, right? Your bond with him, really, I don't think has very much to do with him at all. It's more that you yourself have decided to open up and trust somebody. And the bad part about this, it means he really isn't that special. You know, this trust is a function of you, not a function of him earning it. Because what the fuck has he done to earn this? Been consistent? No. Come correct as a boyfriend? No. Told you the truth? Also no. Because the truth is he's just not into it. And the truth is he's going to keep using you for vag... Be honest with yourself. Don't sugarcoat it. We're making love. You're fucking, okay? He views you as pussy. And if that grosses you out and if that insults you, because it does me, I hate these words, you got to walk in the light of the truth of that baby girl because that is exactly how he's speaking about you and thinking about you. That is what he has reduced you to. And it should make you mad. So the bad part about this, he's not special. But the good thing is, you are special. You actually we see now by evidence and behaviors, are not broken from your sexual assault. You're picking yourself back up. You're stepping into your future. future. You're realizing you have the ability to go on and be happy and love and trust. But this is not the dude who deserves that. You know, he's a practice run. The thing with that, people still get hurt in practice. You know, I used to play sports. Most injuries occurred in practice. And here we are. The writing is on the wall with this dude. He doesn't want to be your boyfriend. He's never going to be. And if he's saying he's not the guy you deserve, believe him. We always have to read between the lines because very rarely, like I said, is a man gonna come out and say, oh, I don't want to be your boyfriend, but I definitely want to keep having sex with you with no strings attached. Like it, that. if we're waiting for that kind of honesty, it does not happen. Although, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, you guys literally message me questions like that. He told me he doesn't want a girlfriend, but he's still down to hook up. What do you think this means? Gee, I don't know. What do you think it means? Could it mean exactly what he just said? It might mean that. I don't know. Can we get on Google Translate? we got to be smarter, girls. We've got to be smarter. Because men lie. And men break our hearts and men are shitty and they cheat and they're a nightmare. They do enough. They are villains enough. Why are we picking up arms and becoming our own co-conspirator? Why are we the co-architect of our own misfortune? Why are we like criminalizing and vandalizing our own hearts by lying to ourselves and not looking at the writing that's on the wall with a dude like this, right? So if you want to find someone you can really trust, you got to be honest about who they are, right? Trust is based on facts, neutral observations, and what someone is capable of. Trust actually isn't blind. I don't know who came up with that, but that's bullshit. It's something that we give to someone based on data points and behavioral patterns. Not just, I choose, it's, a, it's like a wave. No, Kelsey, it's not. It is, I have observed your behavior from a neutral standpoint, I have enough Wisdom, hopefully, I mean, when you're young, it's hard, but I have enough wisdom to know what this behavior might add up to, good or bad. But when you're young, you can't see around corners, as they say, but I can. Bitch, I can see everything, all right? And I'm telling you that the writing, you know, it's there. So a guy showing this behavioral pattern where he has access to you, he knows you, he has all The data in the world of whether or not he wants to date you, and he's saying in so many words, Nah, he wants no strings attached. That is manipulation to keep you on the hook because this situation works for him. And I'm not saying he doesn't like you or enjoy you, he does, but he is also not lying when he says he cannot give you anything more, either because he's not capable of these kinds of emotions or because he doesn't want to. And you know what? Usually it's the latter, and like when we I don't know if you've been in this situation, you will, you will, where a guy likes you and you don't like him. I mean, like, you enjoy him and there's nothing, like, wrong. He doesn't gross you out. He's not mean. But you're just like, ah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't feel it. You're like, I just can't be that girl you want, you know? it's I can't manufacture the emotions that you want me to feel. Of course, women usually aren't having sex with the dude when they're saying this. Like, guys can have sex with a girl they have not these feelings for. It's crazy, you know? But if we are like, uh, I don't think of you that way. We're not like, let's jump into bed. We have the ick. We have the ick. Guys don't really get the ick. Animals. So what matters is that you deserve more. So it's time to step away from this and allow yourself to find someone who does deserve you. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Our next question comes from Kat. She said, I need advice on how to break up with my boyfriend. I love him, but I'm starting to get the ick. We rush things. I don't vibe with his friends or family. And he has issues I am not equipped to deal with. We're just in two different places in our life. And he's also extremely clingy and dependent. I've come to realize I don't want this. I really want to focus on starting my career and traveling the world, but I'm scared to break up with him because I know he's emotionally unstable. I would still like to remain friends, but I'm just not sure how realistic that is. Help. So, girl, we just talked about this. If you have the ick, get out. Get out. The ick is like a cancer. It only grows and it never changes, right? The ick is not an ugly person's disease. In fact, it usually happens with perfectly nice guys, but it doesn't matter. And it certainly doesn't do him any favors to be in a relationship where his girlfriend is becoming like repulsed by him, right? And honestly, you guys, I probably get 100 questions a week from girls who are afraid to dump their boyfriend because he is allegedly emotionally unstable, okay? Let's say that's true. Let's say this is true that you know this is just the wussification of the men of america essentially if you stay in this relationship it's a hostage situation you're afraid to leave you don't feel you can't do it you're being held hostage and who takes hostages terrorists if i told you that i was dating a terrorist who was physically holding me hostage keeping me in my house what would you tell me oh shallon tiptoe around his feelings he is just like so fragile No, girl. You'd say, get the fuck away from this person. you kidding me? His issues are his issues. You don't need to be a part of them. So that's what I'm telling you, right? Breakups are part of life. I don't know who told people that you are going to date and never get your heart broken. Think of one thing. One activity, one hobby, one goal on planet Earth that people are going to guarantee you is smooth sailing. No downs, only ups. Bowling? Nope. Probably not going to bowl a strike every time. Running, you might trip and fall occasionally. Dance, you're going to miss a few steps. But people seem to think that like, whoa, I've got my heart broken. Yeah, dude, you play the game. That's how it goes. You're not going to bat a thousand all the time. Men act like these are catastrophes, you know, and they use it as an excuse to wreak havoc on other people in their life. But they need to cowboy the fuck up. Everyone over the age of 13 has had their heart broken. He is not special and it's not going to derail him. And if it does, oh well, he's a failure to thrive. And that's not your fault. And it's certainly not a reason to stay in a relationship. If you have the opportunity to run away from a hostage taker, would you? Or would you stay? I just feel sorry for them. I mean, Isis is like... You guys, I don't know. I just feel like we should give them a chance. I will stay here in this cage. Like, I get it. Like, I just, I really don't want to hurt his feelings, you know? I really want this kidnapping to be successful for him. Think of it in these terms, right? So this is how you break up with him. You tell him the truth. Hey, the chemistry just isn't there for me, you know? And it's not your fault, and it's not my fault. It is what it is, and I can't change it, and neither can you. So this is not a fair situation for either one of us, and for those reasons, we need to break up. Do not try to be friends with him. That's your guilt talking, right? And your ego not wanting to be the bad guy. But you are going to be the bad guy, and that's okay. Do you know how many people on the internet hate me? Someone told me today I was a disgusting person because my channel is all about white feminism. Does she know that I'm white and a feminist? I don't even understand what the fuck that comment was supposed to mean, but like... I'm not like, well, gosh, she's got to be my friend. I have to stay engaging with this person because I want her kidnapping to be successful. No, no, I can be the bad guy. Sometimes, like my mom always says, you got to be cruel to be kind, right? You're doing him a favor in the long run. So if he's going to hate you for the moment, that's fine. Take the L and keep it moving. There's a lot of people you can be friends with out there, but a baggage laden, emotionally unstable terrorist who creeps you out That's not your new BFF. Up next, we've got a question from Bree, and oh baby, it's about my very favorite topic, revenge. She said, Shallon, I'm ready to walk in the light of the truth. I was betrayed by my best friend, and long story short, she owes me $1,300. She's been shit-talking me on social media and is refusing to pay me, so I'm taking her to court. I've tried to talk it out with her, but she's completely delusional, and I've just exhausted all my other options, basically. She hurt me so deeply. She totally betrayed my trust and really just took advantage of my generosity. I know it's a terrible thing, but I want to hurt her in the same way she hurt me. What should I do? Oh, God. I mean, I can't imagine what you're going through, and yet I know exactly what you're going through. Like, the feeling of revenge. Like, yo, I've got it inscribed on a necklace, for God's sakes. It is, like, one of my central <laughs> attributes. I definitely get the impulse. But I also... More recently, and more importantly, I understand protecting our peace of mind and our future and our sanity as being paramount above all things. I know you want to hurt her. Like, girl, I want to hurt her. Who the fuck is this girl? But truly, what would it get you? Like, when we chase something, we have to think about the payoff. Otherwise, we're like a dog chasing a car. What will I do if I actually caught it, right? What, say you even quantified revenge and you got it. What's it going to give you? A feeling of justice? I've been down that road a lot. And honestly, you know, it really doesn't give you the payout that you think it does. I mean, studies even show that revenge doesn't give us this feeling of satisfaction. All it does is keep you moving backwards and further entrenched in a situation that's only eroding you. You learn nothing, you gain nothing, you don't grow. You certainly aren't more peaceful or happy or energized or passionate. You're just angry you know we've all been mad at a dude and like when they're wrong like they cheat on us or something and once we start talking to them and like raging it's like this feeling of not being able to ever draw enough blood and you start to feel very quickly completely out of control you feel manic you know like just hysterical and they're, they're like maybe I need to draw actual blood maybe I just need to stab him maybe just once, you know? And then you're like, what am I talking about? And then you watch a few episodes of Snapped and you're like, well, this doesn't actually sound like an unviable option. A lot of people are doing it. But that's the thing. Like, it pulls you into this vortex of just mania. And these situations, they already make us feel manic. They already make us feel hysterical and completely unmoored and completely out of control, derailed, eroded, nothing else matters. Everything in our life is ground to a halt. I mean, I doubt very strongly. You're eating right. You're working out. You're working on your passions and your hobbies. You're doing something creative. Your other friends are fine. You know that this is all you probably fucking talk about with other people, right? It's occupying so much of your life. It's become your life. So whatever she did to you had a finite end, right? Whether she screamed at you about something she took your money that had a start and and an end but you've carried it on from there and kept it alive you keep stoking this fire that would probably have fizzled out but it's like i'm gonna keep thinking about it i'm gonna keep chewing on it i'm gonna plan this revenge to keep it alive i have been there lord have mercy i mean and it's kind of my default setting to ruminate like this and for so many of us it is and and it's like when we When we're sick of feeling hurt, then we start to feel angry. And that's like a new emotion. Ooh, let's latch on to this. It's like, then the clock starts all over. Okay. But like I said, all you're going to feel is angry. You know? You watch Dateline. You watch Snapped. You talk to the people who survived, the families of the victims. So-and-so's locked up like Keith Morrison and his voice that he does. It was dark outside moonless night in the country god i love that man but he talks to the to the people left behind and after the sentencing it's like do you feel better now that he's locked up and they're like i guess it's not gonna bring her back you know you can't unring the bell you can't put the genie back in the bottle it is what it is and that's really not a win so thirteen hundred dollars is a lot But it might just be the asshole tax of having to have someone like that in your life. And perhaps the price tag on ignoring the red flags, dialing down your standards, dealing with her bullshit for as long as you did and against your better judgment. And I'm not saying that you deserve this or this is your fault. Not at all. But like I always say, when we get stuck in this like loop in a spiral and anger, anger, anger and just chewing on the bone, we owe it to ourselves to try to move and grow. And you can't do that without examination. You can't change what you don't acknowledge. You certainly can't learn from it. So when we are that angry, so much of the time we're angry at ourselves. It's like, I bet you knew that some part of her was shady. I bet there was something you're like, uh. Maybe, and maybe not. Maybe it was like you just got totally blindsided and that's why you're so hurt. And that's okay. Like, if there's no autopsy to do from this situation. I mean, that's the way it is a lot of the time. People just fucking blindside us. But... There's stuff we can learn to take in the future. You know, it's I'm not going to lend people money. I'm not going to live with friends. I'm going to live with strangers and I can have more frank conversations with them because we're not all tiptoeing around emotions or whatever it might be, you know, and if you can get that money back in court, great, but it might be better for you to cut your losses and move on as unfair as that seems. I know. I know it is unfair. Lots of things are unfair, and it's fucked up. It is. And it's ridiculous and unjust. But a phrase that I really try to keep in mind, Dr. Phil said it, we can be right or we can be happy. And ideally, those two two things are the same, right? They're exactly the same overlapping Venn diagram. But more often than not, they aren't. And we have to choose between trying to meter out justice for people who probably won't learn their lesson, you know? She probably won't. And even if she does, how does that really contribute positively to your life? You know, like I've had people cheat on me and they're so sorry. And even if they are, like they're genuinely sorry and they're genuinely awoken to their shitty side and they're going to do better. I'm like, well, how does that help me? It doesn't. It's still painful. It's still traumatic. It still sucks. And that's great. That's great that I taught you your lesson. Who cares? What do I get? And you know what? We got to teach ourselves our own lessons. And that sucks. So, yeah, we have to choose between like being this sword of justice and moving on, learning from it and taking those lessons into our next dynamic to make a stronger and wiser and more bulletproof decisions. But, yo, I'm, t- look, I know this isn't what you want to hear. And it's not what I ever want to hear either, ever, ever. But as Fiona Apple said, hunger hurts. But starving works. And I think you've been hurt by enough. You know, you've been hurt by this situation as much as you need to be. You deserve to have peace and quality people in your life. And the older I get, the more I realize that peace is a choice. It really is. We think it's something that life is going to serve to us and it's going to be the result of all of these external factors coming together and it isn't. It's like Abraham Lincoln said, people are about as happy as they make up their mind to be and I know. It's like, well, how can I be happy when I've been so wronged? How how can I be happy knowing that there's my enemies out there who are just living their life? Look, someone kills your family, you go fucking kill them. I'll help. I'll alibi you. I don't care. I'm a gun for hire. You know I got your back. But when it's stuff like this, it's like you're at you you just have to choose peace. When this tape loop starts, when you start chewing on this, you have to change the channel. Change the channel. Get up, take a walk, eat a piece of fruit, go outside and get some sun, pet the dog, clean your room, whatever it is. But you have to change a channel and you ha- until going through the motions of changing the channel, stop feeling like the motions and they start feeling like your life and they become automatic because the bottom line is you're not going to find healing in the same place you got hurt.